So it's got to be a little after midnight and I'm taking a bus like a grimy, dirty, not nice, old touring bus, I guess, you know, but like some kind of Greyhound bus from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia and I'm somewhere in between in central PA and for whatever reason, it seems like there's about three or four people on the entire bus and it's stinks like armpits and I just am having a hard time sleeping because I'm crammed up in a corner and uh, you know for the last couple hours I've been seeing this guy he's a big guy um, kind of got some weird hair and he, he had, I wouldn't say a, a mean look in his eye but a strange look in his eye you know strange enough that my imagination was thinking this guy wants to kill me or rob me or do something you know he would look over over every every few minutes every 15 minutes or so and uh yeah I'd give him a hey or you know look the other way and uh finally he starts walking over towards me you know this is about you know an hour after he got on his stop and uh as he's walking up to me i'm thinking here we go this is uh <laughs> this is how i'm gonna die i guess you know weird guy beats me up on the bus, um, takes all my money, and um, when he opens his mouth, he says, hey, you wanna hear some of the music that I write? And I was like, what? And he like hands me an iPod, this is back in the day, an iPod and some headphones. He's like, you wanna hear some of the music that I write? I'm a musician. And I was like, uh, sure. And so I, I, you know, I put on the headphones and I press play and uh, wouldn't you know it is the most beautiful piano. It's just this kind of neoclassical, just beautiful um, instrumentation. Um, and, and as he sees that I'm responding that my eyes are like, wow, this is really awesome. You know, he starts to smile and uh, you know, I listened to the song and maybe two or three minutes long and I hand it back to him like, that's beautiful. And uh, he just says, thanks. And turns around to go back to his seat up in the middle of the bus. Uh, I don't know when the last time you had an unexpected encounter with beauty. But that's the theme of our show today. You're gonna hear from a wonderful woman, Meg Pirro. Um, and she's volunteered with Vagabond. She's been a missionary with her husband, Mark Pirro, for many, many years in many, many places and has many, many tales to tell. But tonight, you're gonna hear a story where she was surprised by beauty. So I pull into this Dairy Queen parking lot and all of a sudden I see this school bus and it is my worst nightmare. Like my type A, let's make a list, brain just can't even handle it. It is yellow and dirty and 
it, it's not quite a short bus, but it, it's definitely not full size. I, I think I remember later reading it was a 1988 Bluebird school bus. And it is ugly, and it is dirty, and it is covered in graffiti. And I can vaguely make out the words in bubble graffiti letters that say underground on them. And it is just teeming with teenagers, just kids pouring out of this school bus. It seems they're coming out of the front door, they're hanging out the windows, they're even leaving the emergency exit door, which almost explodes my brain. Um, it's hot, it's summer, it smells like diesel and vinyl, and I am just looking at this school bus and I wanna throw up. Um, I as every kind of kid you could imagine coming out of this bus. Black kids, white kids, kids that look super put together and trendy, some kids that are really gonna need a shower soon. Um, it just, my mind did not know how to handle all of these different things at once. Oh, it was, it was sick, I was so sick. Uh, well, also at this point I'm six months pregnant and uh, I, we'd been married for less than a year and um, I was coming to meet the teens here in Steubenville for the first time. My new husband had been an original missionary um, for years in Steubenville and then had left to um, start a new location in New York. And we met and fell in love and got married and lived in New York. And then all of a sudden, we got called home to Steubenville and I am standing in a Dairy Queen parking lot just freaking out. And he, you know, I felt a little bit like when you go home with your boyfriend to meet his family or what I would imagine it would be like if you were dating someone that already had kids, just like these people were here first. And I, and my whole life success depends on whether they like me or not. And I was sure that they would not. I, I couldn't imagine having anything to say to anybody that, I mean, some of these kids, man, these were the originals, man, they were tough. And I had heard stories about them, which didn't help the situation at all. And I just thought to myself, oh my gosh, I have, I have nothing for these kids. My orthodontics having health insurance, private school, plaid skirt wearing self, I had a beautiful life that at this point was nothing. I had nothing to give them. So I pull, just pull up all of my courage and get out of the car. And as Mark gets out of the car and kids start running and screaming at him, Mark, Mark, oh my gosh, oh my God. And he's doing a different handshake with every kid and bumping elbows and, oh gosh, I'm so awkward. And I don't even know what to do. I'm just staring at him being loved on by these these kids and I I don't even know what to think. And so... I'm standing there feeling extra awkward, probably looking real awkward, and this girl comes flying out of the bus, and she's right at me, and she starts shrieking, oh my gosh, Mark, she's cute, Mark, she's so cute, and I, I don't even know what to react, and she just looks at me, and she's like, come here, come here, give me that belly, let me see that belly, and before I can even even blink, her hands are on my stomach. Now, I'm not a big 
pregnant lady stomach toucher and she <laughs> she has her hands on, on my stomach and before I can even protest because I'm gonna I'm gonna say something like well you know uh she has her acrylic nails on my stomach and she's given some type of scratching motion and I just melt I just melt I melt because she, because she's there and because she's talking to me and and is asking me how I'm feeling and complimenting my round belly which doesn't really happen that often and a bunch of the girls come over and start talking to me and we just start talking and and I realize in that moment that there's there's nothing else anymore any any insecurity that I have it's it's got to be gone now because this this is this is my life and these are now my these are my girls and that's that's the beauties that I just felt so scared and terrible and and they came to me this girl boo boo she she came and talked to me first which was a blessing um so we got to know the girls better and I, I mean I got to know them better and so eventually we would um you know invite kids to come over and have have dinner at our house you know and we're like we're still new and you know our plates are still in bubble wrap and I'm cooking in a house that I live in with my husband and so we invite these girls over and one night the first night we invite them over I bring out a bunch of food and I'm really nervous about whether they're going to eat it. And the <laughs> Boo Boo, she, she leans to her sister as I come out. And she said, see, I told you. I told you they were going to have salad. And I was like, what? What? Why? Why? <laughs> Why would you say that? And she said, she said, I knew, I knew you were going to have salad because salad is white people food. And I was like, oh, you know, salad, salad can be for anyone, really. I all right, so they're busting out laughing because I serve salad with, with, with fruit in it. Not, even, not like fruit salad, but, you know, like a nice salad with greens and nuts and mandarin oranges or something. And that was just the weirdest thing that I could have served. So, I, you know, you win some, you lose some. You learn. You learn how to cook right and make the drinks the way they like them, you know, with the right amount of sugar and powder. And you learn what they like and what they don't like. And, you know, if you can, if you're lucky and you know that they're coming, you can have something ready for them, you know, that they that they said was their favorite one time. So a couple weeks go by and a week turns into months and I'm driving some of the girls home from what is a Halloween party that we threw in the underground. And so I am now really pregnant. I'm going to have the baby in 12 days, but I don't know it yet. And so, but I'm, I'm big. And a new, uh, I get a bunch of girls, and a new girl jumps into the front seat of my car um, as I go to drive them home. And she keeps looking at my belly. And um, she's like, finally, hey, you nervous about that baby? you know yeah I'm a little nervous uh, you know I never I don't really know what to expect uh, you know I took classes but I you know I'm still kind of 
still kind of anxious. She goes, you can do it. I know you can do it. It just feels like you really have to pee so bad. I was like, what? What? <laughs> She's like, yeah, like a big pee. And I, I was like, oh, oh, do you have a baby? And she says, yeah, yeah, I have a baby. I got a six-week-old son, she says. And he, I don't bring him to the underground yet, though, because sometimes it gets a little wild. <laughs> He's not old enough for that yet. My friend's sister is watching him right now. But, you know, I'm going I'm to start bringing him to the underground because this, this is a good place. But I, I tell you what, Meg, you know, it, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. And I did it, and I'm happy that I did it. I delivered him with my, with my own hands, she said. I, the nurse told me to put my hand, and I caught him, and I brought him into this world, and he's mine. And I, she, I thought I was going to give him up, but I kept him, she says. He's mine. So, uh, so, I, so, so we drop, I drop her off. There's a bunch of girls all going to the same house, and... She, she, gets, she gets out of the car, she comes back, and she says, you can do it. You can do it. So, sure enough, I come back a couple weeks later with a baby. I did it. It happened. It was the scariest thing that I could have thought of, but I, you know, I did it. And she, at the second, it's a couple, you know, it's a month now, weeks, weeks later, she comes running to see me and she throws her arms around me and she says you did it I knew you could do it and look at this baby he's perfect he's he's perfect and and he was perfect and he is and but so was she you know Teen, teenagers don't have to be nice to you in fact we're pretty much counting on the fact that they're not going to be nice to you but I think you know, in that moment, it, it, they, they were so good. They are so good at just not having an us and a them. They, it was just us. From the moment those acrylic nails touched my, my stomach. And by the way, if you've never had a nice, good acrylic nail scratch, you need to go to New Jersey and find yourself a hairdresser who's going to wash your hair with her nails. It'll change your life. Um, the second those acrylic nails touched my stomach they let me in and that is beautiful you know I mean that's that's the thing I think I wasn't prepared for you know when I when I jumped onto this life I thought I thought okay it's gonna be tough I thought okay you know it's gonna be worth it it's gonna be tough and I, no one could tell me just how beautiful it is to be, to be loved. It's, it's what everybody wants, you know? I mean, and, I, and here I am thinking I'm, you know, we're, I'm doing this incredibly noble thing of marrying a missionary and we're gonna go down there and do some noble things, whatever those things look like. But they don't look like anything. They look like serving salad that nobody's gonna eat at the dinner table. That's what it looks like. But in the, in the end, you know, have I been kicked out of a pizza hut? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. Ha, you know? <laughs> have I learned new words that I previously didn't learn in my time in high school? Yes. Yes, I have. But all that aside, 
I've been kicked out of nicer Pizza Huts, by the way. But, um... Man, they're just... So great. If you, if you, could, if you could just see how beautiful their hearts are when they're open, they... I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I... It just blows you away. Another Vagabond Tale. There it is. Thank you, special thanks, many thanks, <laughs> to our guest today, Meg Pirro. Thanks. Uh, as always, big thank you to our producer, Dan Bozek, the man with the golden hands, who makes magic with his fingertips at Aardvark Productions. My name is Bob Lesnevsky, and it's been a pleasure, as always, uh, to be your host. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about Vagabond Missions or to team up with us on this adventure, please check out vagabondmissions.com. Until next time, Vagabonds, peace. <laughs>